0: There was some discussion, obviously, uh, the deacons and myself were aware of Pastor's decision uh, a few days ago. So I've had the opportunity to digest it a little bit. Most of you have not, and uh, I I understand that. Uh, There was some discussion with Pastor Lloyd and with the deacons as to whether after that announcement was made, uh, we should, in fact, even have a sermon. Uh, but Pastor uh, felt quite strong, as the deacons did, that uh, we, nothing should displace the Word of God in our midst and uh, that we still should be uh, doing church. Uh, Jesus is our, uh, you know, our focus. We don't want to neglect him, uh, despite uh, other things that uh, are on our heart. Uh, I will make an announcement to you at the end of the service tonight. And I will tell you a little bit, and then I'll tell you when I'll tell you more. So I'll, that way, if you can just wait until we get through the preaching. Um, you know, this. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, I don't. I think if I start by trying to say too much about Pastor Lloyd, it would be a long process for me. Uh, I'm extremely grateful for Pastor's leadership here for 15 years. Um, the church has enjoyed. Uh, 26 years of stability between myself and Pastor Lloyd's tenure here. And uh, those of you who were here before that can remember that we did not have that before that. Now, some of you have never experienced uh, instability in a church, but I want to tell you, it's not a good thing. So I'm extremely grateful for uh, Pastor and Cassie. Uh, I love them. Uh, I loved him before he was in the ministry uh, as a pastor I continue to love him now. I'm in no doubt whatsoever that God is not finished with Pastor Lloyd. Uh, He has gifts and abilities that God will continue to use. And I'm very sure that in a a future point of time, we will all look and say, well, wasn't that amazing what God did with everybody's life and how God worked all that for good? And I I, I do believe that that will happen. And uh, and I'm, you know... um, Obviously, Pastor and I have chatted, uh, you know, numerous times. And and uh, but uh, after the service tonight, uh, if you want to talk to Pastor, uh, you know, he's invited you to do that. And if you have questions about anything that Pastor has said tonight, um, then you need to direct those to him. Uh, we feel it would not be fair to answer those questions for him. Um, that you should go uh, to him, and he invites you to do that. If you if you have questions. So, uh, you know, we'll, a lot more will be said and there'll be opportunities to uh, express uh, thankfulness in other ways. Uh, but uh, let's let's uh, uh, just look at some Bible verses tonight. Uh, it's the right thing to do. We always turn to the Bible in this church. Uh, our pastors through the uh, years have always led us in that way. Um, we faced a lot of things as a church, but our belief, our unbelief, Our our unswerving belief in the Word of God is not diminished. We we absolutely believe in the Word of God. We absolutely believe in the goodness of God. Uh, If you ask uh, uh, Pastor or Cassie that tonight, I have no doubt they will tell you that. God is good, uh, good, good, and we're extremely thankful for Him. Uh, Romans chapter 15, uh, we also read Jeremiah 29. Uh, I believe that if you let God help you tonight, that this will help you. And uh, I'm going I'm to go a little further, and I'm going to say that I believe that God has something to say to everybody here tonight. And uh, I believe that, that what will be said is, there's, there's the, the, you know, we're going to read of one of the prophets. There's a little prophetic uh, messaging here, and I think we just need to open our hearts tonight and uh, say, Lord, well, what's, what's, what's your word for me? And I I, I believe that the Holy Spirit has directed this. So firstly, Romans 15, I want to read um, uh, the, uh, well, let me just read maybe uh, a few verses. We then, uh, that are strong, ought to bear the infirmities of the weak, and not to please ourselves. Uh, Let every one of us please his neighbour for his good to edification, For even Christ pleased not himself, but, as it is written, the reproaches of them that reproached thee fell on me. Verse number four, for whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning that we, through patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. And so I want you to notice there that in verse number 4, the Bible tells us of itself that the Scriptures can provide for us uh, comfort and hope. So, so what God has done, uh, God has provided a place that we are to go to when we need to be comforted. And one of the things that will happen is uh, when, when you need to go to the Bible to get your comfort and to get your hope is when the devil will try to stop you going to your Bible. So he, he will work in your feelings and he'll work in your, your mind and he'll try to keep you apart from the Bible because if he can keep you from the Bible, he can keep you away from being comforted. If he can keep you from the Bible, he can keep you in a place where, where hope is hard to find. But if you go to the Bible, God has this amazing ability in the Word of God to to just reach out and comfort us and to give us hope. So so, uh, the Word of God, the Bible, is the room that you go to when you're looking for comfort and hope. But God says this, God said, everything you need is in that room, but you have to get yourself to it. You need to go and take it. Now, turn to Jeremiah chapter 29, and, uh, and I'm going to be quick because I, I, you know, I get it. No one has an appetite for a long sermon tonight. Jeremiah 29, we already read the reading here. We read from verses uh, 4 to 11, and what has happened here is that a number of the people of God have found themselves in a place where they wish they were not. Let's digest that. Uh, a number of the people of God found themselves in a place where they wish they were not. Uh, uh, a number of them had not done, done anything personally to, to have caused that. It's true that God was working with the nation of Israel and there was a certain judgment that was being executed over generations of, of uh, uh, ignoring his Sabbaths and things before. But a whole lot of people were in this together and so there was a lot of good and godly people uh, right here who were finding themselves in a place where really they did not want to be. And sometimes in life, you know, that's what happens. Uh, we, we we wish we could control life. We we wish that we could have it laid out as a, you know, a 70-year plan and go through and delete anything that we, we would rather not have. But, but none of us knows what is coming and As God leads in your life, and this this may surprise you, but as God is making you better and stronger and more Christ-like and, may I say, more able to be used and have more power on your life, as God is doing that, he often leads you to a place where you would rather not be at that time. And so addressing these people, God is going to say some things to them because even though they're in a place that they don't want to be, they are the people of God. And God is, God is their Father. And, and God, God has not abandoned them. And, uh, and God is still with them. And as much as God had a plan before they got to this place, are you listening? God had a plan for what was coming next. And uh, so God is going to say some things to them. And he gives them some counsel here. And I believe that the counsel that God gives to his own people who were in a place where they did not want to be is good counsel for us tonight. It'll be good counsel for us any night. But let's notice some things that God said. Uh, Verse number four, I want you to see that God is telling them that they have to understand that all that has taken place uh, has been of the Lord's doing. And uh, God said that um, the God of Israel... Uh, unto all that are carried away captives whom I've caused to be carried away from Jerusalem. Now what God is trying to tell them is this, you need to understand that though it was the Babylonians, though it was people who didn't care about you and didn't care about the work of God and, and weren't in any way looking out for your welfare, though it was them who brought you to this place, you must understand it was really me. And you've got to understand that that they were just instruments in my hand. And that's the first thing that God wants to say to his people. And the reason that God wants them to understand of that, because if you look at it and if you say, well, it was was just these rotten Babylonians that did this to me. It was just men who did this to me. You know, when, when when you only see men, you'll never see hope. And if you only see men, then the only hope you have is that men will will get you out of it. But actually, if you can step back and say, "Well, sure, uh, there were people in this thing, but but this is God. This is God. And as sure as God did something, God is going to promise these people a restoration and a future blessing that will be greater than the one they came from. And so God says to them, "Don't focus on the instruments I used. Are you listening?" Don't focus on the instruments I used. Focus on me. Uh, see, see it. See it from me. You know, David. David said in Second Samuel twenty four fourteen uh, when he was in a what he called a great strait, a, a very difficult place where he didn't know what to do, and uh, David said to the to the man of God, he said in Second Samuel twenty four fourteen. Let us fall now into the hand of the Lord, for his mercies are great, and let me not fall into the hand of man. And David said, I've got to see it from God and and uh, I, I, I'm just asking Lord that that it all be of you. I'm just asking that people are not making these decisions, but you're making these decisions. And that's what God was saying here. and God was going to tell these people that, the same people that he'd allowed to be in this situation, there was a remedy, there was a remedy and there was going to be a restoration here for Israel and sometimes a higher look where we don't focus on the instruments that were used but we push ourselves up to focus on God. The higher look keeps you in the place of hope but if you don't look up, you lose your hope. If, if, you, if you look at men, you're not going to find hope in man. You're thinking, oh, you know, somebody come to your right mind. Some, some, somebody get your head together, what's going on? If you look at men, you don't have hope. But you've got to lift yourself higher than that. And you've got to say, my eyes are on God. And that's the first thing God said to them. He said, I get it, you don't want to be where you are. And I get it that, that what, what have this played out in your mind and what you saw happen, I get that. But I want you to step back from it and realise that it was me, the Lord of Hosts, your Lord, who did this, and and I'm in control, and and I'm and and the wonderful thing with our Lord is everything is always measured. It's never too much, and it's never too little. It never goes too far, but it never falls short. Everything with God is measured. Uh, he knows, He knows His own. He knows His clay, and He never never applies His hand in any firmer than he needs to. And uh, that's what God was saying to those people. The second thing I want you to see is God said, I want you to know how I'm thinking about you at this time. And verse number 11 spells that out. God said, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. Now God doesn't have to, God doesn't have to uh, condescend to tell us about his thoughts. Uh, God doesn't owe me to explain to me his thinking. Uh, uh, none of us have a right to question God. He's God and we're not and we were called forth from dust and we, we get that. But I want you to see that God in his love for you condescends to come down and says Understand me in this process. Uh, I am thinking good things about you. And, and don't doubt in the midst of your pain uh, my intentions in the process. I'm thinking good things about you. And God tells him, thoughts of peace. Uh, I want you to have peace. You know, sometimes God has to bring us back to a place of peace because we lose it ourselves. And I want to tell you, when you lose peace and you can't find it, you, 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 you're, you're treading deep waters. And it, it, it's very it's very scary to not be able to touch bottom and be in deep waters and you can't find peace. And that's often when God has to just work his ways. And God said to these people here in this place, understand I'm thinking good things about you. And, uh, and, and understand my heart in this um, that I, I want you to have peace and I want you to have good things and God shared with them how he was thinking about them and then I have you to see the third thing verse number five God said I, I want you to accept where you're at at this time and he sold them build your houses and dwell in them and that's well, here's what they were thinking I don't want to stay here you know, I don't. I don't want to be here any longer. I'll put up a tent, but I'm planning on leaving because I, I don't want to be where I am. And God said, you have to come to a place of acceptance about where you are, and you have to you have to accept that that for now, for this moment, it's not permanent. They wouldn't be staying here. God already had a plan for their deliverance. It was going to get better. But God said, you can't fight the process, and 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 your peace is dependent upon your acceptance of where you're at at this time. And God told them that. He said, build a house, uh, be sowing and planting so you have fruit. And God doesn't want uh, that we should stop bearing fruit even in those difficult times. In fact, may I say, when you, when you think you are least up to bearing fruit, you may bear more than you've ever borne before. Is often in the pruning process that your fruitfulness greatly multiplies. I, I remember when I first went to Thailand and just the first two years were just extremely difficult. Uh, didn't know anybody, struggling, uh, uh, lots of things had changed in my life, uh, battling through that. And I remember meeting someone outside, uh, uh, outside of Thailand in a meeting somewhere and someone who'd known me for years, an Aussie, someone who'd known me for years, and they and someone who wasn't a fan, can I say that? Uh, you, you you get that? And uh, they said, you know, Pastor Shemish, you've changed. And uh, I said, mm, how have I changed? They said, you know, you've changed. You you are really different. You you're better than you were before. And and I don't know what it is. You you. You've, you've, there's more power on you than there was before. Now, I was thinking, brother, I don't see any of that. Yeah, yeah, I've changed. I'm walking about four inches shorter than I was before. I've changed. But I'm saying people were beginning to see things that I could not see myself. And, and sometimes what happens in the process of the pruning, the process of the working, it's not under diminishment, it's under greater growth. And, and, and you know, I, I, I'd like to say this. For what's happened in our church and what's happened in the life of a family that that we dearly love I'd like to say this I, I believe tonight will be under betterment I'd like to say that you say well, I, I don't believe that well I do believe that I do believe that I, I, I do believe it'll be better I believe there'll be increased fruitfulness uh, I, I believe that God is as much in control as he ever was I, I believe that God, who saw the Nathan Lloyd surrender his life down here at the pulpit, was the same God who stood behind him tonight, and I believe when he when he leaves here tonight, the same God is going to go with him, and I believe when he gets home and opens his door tonight, he's going to find God was already inside, and when he gets into his bedroom tonight, he's going to find that God was there, and as the days and the weeks unfold, he's going to find that God is there and God is there and God was always there, and he's going to find that God has worked this unto good and betterment and best. And I believe that. I believe that. And if I didn't believe that, I wouldn't be in the ministry as many years as I've been in. And I, I, I've gone through the dark valleys and I've been in the places where I couldn't see what was around the corner. And and I've been in lonely places where I looked around for, for a comforter and I couldn't find one. But when I directed myself heavenward, I found one there. And I want to tell you that hope in Christ is never misplaced. And hope in the Word of God is never misplaced. And God, God is able and God, God can do wonderful things exceedingly above what you can think or pray. And that's who God is. God said, I want you to accept where you are for now and uh, and continue to be fruitful uh, even even in that place. And then I want you to see in verse number 7, the fourth thing God said to them here. And this is just so God... You know, people say, well, the, the, the God of the New Testament, is different to the God of the Old. No, no, he's not. It's the same God. It's the same God. And uh, and you look at it, you'll see the same heart there. And here it is in verse number seven. God said to people, listen, they listening, people who were in a place where they wish that they were not. God said, I'll tell you something. Seek the peace of the city. Don't miss that. Do you understand? That was a Babylonian city. These people were looking around and thinking, are you joking? Are you joking? These people are the people who got me here. These, these people are the ones I'm blaming for getting here. God, God said, seek the peace of the city. Let me tell you why you need to seek the peace of the city, because you're living there. And God is saying, that you're there. And 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 this is not a time for thoughts of uh, vengeance or, or or fleshly thoughts. God said, I, "This is a time to be spiritual and and seek the peace of the city." That I've look at verse seven. That I've caused you to be carried away captives and pray unto the Lord for it. For in the peace thereof, shall ye have peace. We need to seek. And pray for peace in this city. You say out there, no, no. I mean, it, I mean here, this one. I, I mean, we need to, we need to be seeking the peace of the city. You, do you know why? Because your children are here. Because your kids are still here. Because your loved ones are here. And 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 and, it, we want God to bless this place. And we we don't want to have a place where there's, there's no peace. We listen. We don't want to go back to more than 26 years ago where peace was a little bit hard to find some days. No, 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 no. God God has brought us to a different place than that. Let's, let's pray for the peace of the city and, and let's be about seeking to do that. We're told to do that. You know, Proverbs chapter 6, God says in verse number 19, he lists six things there that God said he hates. God doesn't say he hates a lot of things. Be enough to me if God said, I don't like that. I'd say, if you don't like it, I don't like it either. That'd be enough to me. Be enough for me if God said, you know, I'm not really inclined. I'd say, well, I'm not inclined either if you're not inclined. But when God said, I hate that, brother, you better listen. When God said, I hate that, that's when you pull up. I'll tell you what God said He hates. Verse 19. false witness that speaketh lies and listen he that soweth discord among the brethren God said I hate that I hate that and there better not be any of us at any time before, present or after who would be sowing discord among the brethren folks when I go to visit any church in any place in the world I'm going to where the Lord's people are. God forbid that I would sow discord among the brethren. We need to make sure that there's no discord among the brethren. We want peace in the city. Our children are here. Our children are here. Our grandchildren are here. Our loved ones sitting beside us. Listen, brother, your wife needs to hear from the Lord when she comes to church. She'll she'll be better for you when she's better for Jesus. There are people who have burdens in their life. They need to hear from the Lord when they come to this place. There there are people who are going to go out and face some hard things. There there, there are people who know they've got some doctor's appointments and uh, there are some some people thinking some sobering things. There are some people tonight who have got broken hearts from things happening in their family. I tell you what, when they come in here... We want them to come into a place of peace. Amen? Amen. Let's pray for peace in the city. Let's not be those who would sow discord. For God said, I hate that. We need to be careful. We need to be careful. God taught me a long time ago that my opinions are way secondary to my Christian conduct that my opinions don't give me a right to override Christian conduct. That that means that I may feel strong about something, but I better be Christ-like in the way I speak. Uh, that, That means that I may have very strong views about something, but I may have to prefer my brother above myself. And we want to be people like that. We're told in Romans chapter 16 and verse 17, to mark them which cause divisions. It was an Old Testament theme and it's a New Testament theme. God said, I won't have that amongst my people. I won't have that. The spirit of Christ brings unity amongst the people of God. And all of us need to be make a commitment unto that process and to, and to pray and to seek. Lastly, I want you to see as we finish tonight and we'll have a closing song and we'll have a, Word of prayer. There's be no altar call tonight. I'm not going to do that. We're all we're all we, we we get how we're feeling tonight. But let's 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 just notice in verse number eleven, and twelve, thirteen. Let me read it again. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you an expected end, then shall ye call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. I hear you, and you shall seek me, and find me, when you shall search for me with all your heart. And that's what the Lord said to some people who found themselves in a place where they didn't want to be, but God God had wise counsel for them. All right, I'm going to ask Paul to come and lead us in a song. I picked the song tonight. I'd like you to go ahead and stand. We're going to sing it together. And I use uh, the words.